This is an Odyssey original. This is the War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Ukraine's military says it recently did major damage to Russian units looking to cross a key river, inflicting what it says were hundreds of casualties among Russian soldiers and a significant loss of armor and equipment. Situation on the ground in the east and the south hasn't changed much, though, in recent days. The war has gone into a stalemate that neither side seems totally capable of winning, and yet neither side is ready to make any concessions. Meanwhile, there's a possible fly in the ointment in what looked to be a sure thing expansion of NATO by welcoming Finland and Sweden into the alliance. Today, Turkey's president raised concerns about allowing the two Nordic countries to join NATO under rushed timetables. It could all be a negotiating ploy to make sure Turkey, which maintains one of NATO's most powerful militaries, gets something out of the deal. Joining us now from Kyiv is reporter Phil Itner, who has been bringing us regular updates here on Ukraine Daily. Phil, welcome back to the podcast. So what is the latest in Ukraine from your vantage point in the capital? Oh, boy. Yeah, no, lot, lots to unpack. Uh, well, I, I only just got back to uh, Kiev after uh, being in Lviv for most of this war. I've been coming to this city for 21 years and uh, have been in, and been here many, many times. And uh, I have to say, in all the times I've been here, this is probably the weirdest kind of atmosphere that I've felt. Um, there is a sense of normality. There are shops open, restaurants open, streets, people on the streets. But it's almost kind of a muted feeling here, almost like kind of for those who kind of walk out of a bomb blast, kind of shaken and then kind of stunned, uh, alive, but very much stunned. What do we know about how things are in that Donbass region in the front and where the concentrations are right now for the, the actual fighting? Well, the fighting that we know uh, going on out in the east is, is still remains very intense. We have reports of... Uh, an amphibious approach, apparently, by Russians being thwarted by the Ukrainians, uh, an awful lot of armored units that were attempting to cross uh, a river out there uh, came under fire, artillery fire, and um, just scores of, uh, of vehicles having been destroyed. The intensity of the fighting out there continues uh, to be, um, you know, at a, a very high level, although gaining ground and losing ground in the kind of ebb and flow of war continues. But uh, again, the Ukrainians seem to be holding their ground, albeit with some minor successes in certain areas by Russian forces. So I mentioned already uh, Finland and Sweden and and uh, Russia, just to bring people up to date. So Finland and, and uh, Sweden are now saying they want to uh, join NATO. Uh, the Russians are clearly not pleased by this. Apparently Turkey uh, might have some veto over this. Uh, what is the reading there where you are? Well, the Ukrainians are happy to see it happen. Um, anything that uh, gives consternation to Moscow is, is something the Ukrainians like to see. But, you know, this is a hugely historic moment, actually, if Finland in particular joins NATO, because um, there's just, you know, so many miles of Finnish territory that is shared with Russian territory. And, of course, we do know that Finland and Russia have a longstanding history of, uh, uh, of animosity. I mean, even fighting that, um, that uh, famous war back in, in World War II called the Winter War, which, uh, despite all uh, 
um, expectations, Finland was able to, to fight off the USSR, which, of course, has echoes here in Ukraine. But the Russians are furious about it because it is basically it encircles them and cuts their Baltic Sea Fleet, one of their primary naval forces. Um, it bottlenecks them in to the um, the North Atlantic, the uh, the Baltic uh, Ocean area. So that would cut their uh, that would basically uh, make a quarter of their entire navy uh, compromise significantly. In terms of negotiations, do those still happen with any regularity, or are we still in this situation where the Russians are really trying to dictate all the terms, and the Ukrainians are saying that's that's not going to happen? Well, as far as negotiations between the Ukrainians and the Russians are concerned, yeah, the Ukrainians are still very much of the mind that we get to uh, decide what those negotiations consist of, because we're currently winning this war. But I'm glad you brought that up, because negotiations on a bigger picture, on a bigger scale, it's important to note that actually Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, actually for the first time since this war uh, began, had uh, a direct conversations with his counterpart in Moscow. So um, the, it, it may not, there may not be any kind of significant successes on the ground here when it comes to the Ukrainians and the Russians, but on a bigger picture, at least a, a crack in the door that has happened between the United States and Russia. You know, I remember, Phil, when we all started talking with you, people were talking, we were talking about how many more days is this going to go on, then it became how many more weeks is this going to go on. And now there are people who think, as you know, that this may go on months or longer. Do you? I do. Uh, I, I think that this will go on for quite some time longer. Uh, the, the sources that I'm speaking to here and that uh, in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine, uh, it's, it's a primary reason why I moved from the West to the capital, because I needed to talk directly to some contacts that I've cultivated over the many, many years that I've been coming here. The Ukrainians uh, are going to keep fighting this war as long as they need to, but they do believe that um, they are closer to the close of the war than the beginning, but they still think it's months off. I have, I've had several people here in Kiev uh, tell me they hope that the war is over by fall and that it will not go into another year, um, but that still means scores of dead. And so this is not over by any stretch of the imagination, but it is not, I, again, the feeling here in, in Kiev is that it is, is we're closer to the end than the beginning, but, you know, this has been going on for three months now. So, you know, what does that mean? We'll have to wait and see how situations turn out on the ground. Reporter Phil Itner, who's been bringing us regular updates here on the show. Phil, thank you as always. This is an Odyssey original. You can find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.